This has been a long, hard journey. But it is almost football season, and I'm almost to the cave of the Squatch. I am Ben. This is the Fantasy Chairman Podcast. Spin-off show, Sasquatch Square Off, In Search of Sass, Fellowship of the Squatch. Alex, are you there? I, I read you, Ben. I'm here. I am so scared. <laughs> it's dark out here. And I think I'm being haunted by the squirrel that stole my hotspot. Yeah, you've had to move locations a number of times. I am further into the woods and things are less green and less cheery and I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. That's where the squatch resides. He resides in the just on the outskirts of the beautifulness, but inside he likes the dark. That he does. I'm a little higher up, so I'm I'm hoping that we've got better connection this time around but uh we've got some quick hits to continue to bring to the people because alex there's two weeks and two days 16 days is what that is until the kickoff of the nfl season it's right around the corner man hopefully we got some information that might be able to help you all out in your drafts. I'm, I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of drafts happening this weekend. I think this next few days, this weekend in particular, and then probably next Monday, Tuesday, or the following weekend, uh, there's going to be a lot of drafts going on. So We, we as our, uh, our groups, we try to wait as long as possible. You know, uh, you know, we try and line up a schedule for when everyone can draft, but we – typically try to wait as close to the beginning of the season so a uh, an injury doesn't really burn somebody too awfully bad like uh like what happened to travis etn did you hear about him oh yeah heard about etn Ugh. if you got james robinson late on his adp probably a steal of a deal for you yeah somebody lost on that one and somebody won on that one that's uh, for sure. If y'all haven't heard about it yet, Travis Etienne going to be likely out for the season with the Lynn's Frank injury. So going to have uh, uh, I, I don't know if they were debating in, uh, surgery on his foot or not yet. Have you heard, Ben? Uh, I think I saw an update that said he's going to have surgery, and so he's looking to 2022. That sucks. I was excited for Etienne. Oh, yeah. Same. Same here. Not good. The unfortunate realities of a fake football game and a real football game. So hopefully ETN recovers well and can come back stronger in 2022. But Yes. Uh, Bigger. Faster. Stronger. stronger. Batman. <laughs> hopefully uh, you're paying attention to that. And if you're drafting like right now, you're snagging him. Uh, James Robinson, yep. that is. Anyway. Pay heed to what we say. Pay heed. Listen to our words. This is Quick Hits Sasquatch Square Off right here, and we are debating a couple of tight ends today. Of course, it's two of the big three, and there's been a lot of debate about these two back and forth this offseason. 
And, of course, we're talking about George Kittle of the San Francisco 49ers and Darren Waller of the Las Vegas Raiders. George Kittle currently at an ADP of 23 and Darren Waller at an ADP of 27 on sleeper in 12-team half PPR leagues. So I'm going to be talking about George Kittle and why you need to be taking that uh, wrestling crazed man instead of Darren Waller in the second round of your drafts. Second, right. third, gonna, second yeah, third round. Why you, you got to take uh, Waller the baller oh. and, uh, and instead of uh, George Kittle. He is a baller, and I don't think that you can really go wrong with either of these guys, but we've each got our preferences, and we're going to give them to you. So just a reminder, each of us get three minutes to make our case for why you should draft our guy that we're choosing. And then at the end, we're just going to have three minutes to talk about the other guys in that uh, in that range, the ADP that's similar there, and just ask each other a few questions to uh, hope, hopefully settle the debate for you so that we can help you make your choice when you get to that question in your draft. Uh, we only get one of these, Alex. Only one. Only one. Only one. Everyone gets one. Everybody, everybody gets one. All everybody right. One. So we've been alternating, going back and forth on who's first, and I believe it's your turn today, Alex. So we're going to have you start with Darren Waller. All right, I'll kick it off then. Darren Waller. Hold tight on, end. hold on. We need what? the we need the round one. Round one. My goodness. <laughs> Not like it's my third time doing this. So. <laughs> All right, you're up. Okay, I'm up here. Are you sure? Uh, time start. Well, I started your time, so. Oh, time starts. Okay, so Darren Waller tied into the Las Vegas Raiders. Average draft position right now is uh, 26, currently in half-point PPR. Um, Darren Waller, a.k.a. the baller, a.k.a. the walrus. Uh, I mean, there's right there, I mean, two big-time nicknames for your fantasy team. Can't go wrong with multiple nicknames. That's very true. Very true. Darren Waller last year was tight end number two. The guy kicked butt all year long he had a couple of down games but man he finished pretty darn strong towards the end of the year i mean he was racking up receptions all over the place and a big piece of that was essentially outside of nelson Aguilar kind of getting about maybe five or six targets a game there wasn't much else out there for Derek carr to throw to other than darren waller i mean it was just i mean Henry Ruggs, the touted first rounder, he didn't do anything his first year. Brian Edwards was kind of a post-draft hype guy. Um, everyone was expecting him to do a lot, but uh, didn't really do a whole lot either, which a lot of people are thinking that he'll bounce back this year along with Ruggs. But honestly, um, the only other big target that Waller had competition with was Nelson Aguilar. And Ben, he took off. He's gone. He's in New England now. He's out. So, so, essentially, if Ruggs and Edwards don't step back up, I know the Raiders signed John Brown as well, who's a savvy veteran, can be relied upon. Waller's just going to have to pick up that much more targets that Nelson Aguilar is leaving. Um, but, but wait. Oh. But wait a minute. Hold what on. What do you want? <laughs> Haven't you heard that Brian Edwards is basically Devontae Adams slash Jerry Rice 
slash Terrell Owens. I mean, Brian Edwards is, according to all reports and all hype this offseason, Brian Edwards is going to be the guy. The guy. You don't think he's going to tear into into Darren Waller's uh, Ben, if, if there's one guy here? that you know that is all about Brian Edwards – you know that it's me, so I, and oh, I'm I know. I'm 100% hoping that Brian Edwards breaks out this year and stays healthy and turns into the wide receiver one for the Raiders. But I think John Gruden and Derek Carr both know that Darren Waller ain't going away. I mean, the guy is a stud. He's a red zone threat. He is a move tight end. Move tight end meaning that he is hardly ever called in to block. I mean, he'll block occasionally, but most of the time, the guy's running around. He's not coming in to mash his body to possibly get injured on a running play. The guy's out there. He's making – he's – I mean, he's a freak. If you've ever seen clips of him, the guy is a six-foot-four, six-foot-five monster that's out there that has pretty great speed. And, I mean – he catches it between the twenties, well, and he's a red zone threat. What more can you ask for? That's, I mean, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. He is a baller. I'll give him that. Give that him line that. last year, Ben, yeah. targets were a hundred and forty-six targets, a hundred and seven receptions, one thousand one hundred ninety-six yards, and nine touchdowns. That's that pace he would have been on. No, that's what he got. Oh, good grief! <laughs> yeah, the guy. I mean, it, it was amazing, and. The tight end one for the last six years, Travis Kelsey, this was his stat line. 145 targets, so baller ha- or the baller had him with that one. 15 seconds. 105, 105 receptions, 1,416 yards, and 11 touchdowns. So he had him in yards and touchdowns. But he could get that easy. I mean, it's possible. It is possible. I mean, there is one glaring issue of... Mahomes versus Derek Carr, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought but those about those are just those are details. Those are minor details. minor details. I thought about using the record scratch with uh, and bringing up Derek Carr there, but there's been so much hype on Brian Edwards recently that I just wanted to throw that out there, and that was more of a fun record scratch because I'm kind of with you on the on the sentiments there, but. I hope he breaks out and stays healthy. I want to see him. I, I mean, that'd be it'd be something to see with Brian Edwards, Henry Ruggs start picking it up and showing their their potential, and then Waller out there. This offense with with uh, Josh Jacobs in the backfield and newly acquired Kenyon Drake too this could be a scary offense. Could be all right. Could be all right. All right. Well, I think it's time for me to make the case for George Kittle here, and I'm gonna get my clock started right now so George Kittle it's no secret he dealt with multiple injuries in 2020 I mean he was in and out back in and back out he missed weeks two and three and then he ended up missing weeks nine through 15 Uh, and I believe part of that was that they just wanted to make sure make sure that he was healthy before they brought him back in and he played weeks 16 and 17 um, so he ended up playing in eight total games, um, finished his tight end 20 in 2020, which isn't very good, you know, tight end 20, not very good, but that's all right. During not, ki- not for where you were drafting him, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. 
During Kittle's healthy stretch of games from week four to seven, when he was back in and, and healthy during that time, he was the tight end one, and he outscored Travis Kelsey by 15 points in that stretch of time. In eight games, Kittle had 63 targets, 48 receptions, 634 yards, two touchdowns, and a 76% catch rate. So he was on pace for 126 targets, 96 receptions, um, and that's right in line from what his target totals were in 2018 and 2019 when he finished as the tight end two and three, I believe, right up there behind Kelsey and right in line with uh, Zach Ertz. So uh, Kyle Shanahan, we know his offense uh, focuses a lot on just getting the ball to his best players in space and then re relying on that yak. That yak, Alex. That yak. Kyle Shanahan likes to rack the yak, and that's why he's got players that are so good at it, like Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. Uh, and he, Kittle, I mean, like, we, like I've just brought up Debo and Ayuk. Kittle's the wide receiver one in this offense. Let's not kid ourselves here. I mean, Ayuk was great in his rookie season. Pretty good. He's going to get his looks, obviously. If Debo can stay healthy, he's going to get his looks too. But uh, there's there's more than enough to go around in this fancy Shanahan offense. They're, uh, they're a little bit more healthy coming into this year. I think they were the most beat-up team, like, just completely last year. So Kittle coming Let me get in. a record scratch there, Ben. Oh, you want a record scratch? There it is. What do you need? What can I do for you? So, um, Kittle's been in the league how many years? Um, is it five years now? Hold on. It's four or five years now. How many of those years has he played majority of the games? Well, Alex, he's played the majority of them in most of the year. I guess what do you consider the majority? <laughs> I don't know. I guess so in his career so far, 17 games is a full entire season. So let's say how many times has he played 15 games, 14 games? Okay, okay, I got you. Well, he, oh, so he's been in the league four years, four years. Okay. In 2017, he played 15 games. Yeah, that was his rookie season. Finished as tight end 19. In 2018, his second year, he played all 16 games. Finished, okay. finished his tight end two in standard, three in PPR. Uh, and then 2019, he played 14 games. Still finished as tight end three in standard, two in PPR. And then last year, I already covered how much he missed. <laughs> but so finished his tight end 20. My, my big point is, I mean, Kittle, the guy's a, a monster. He's an athlete. He, he goes out there. He's giving it 100% every play but the guy i mean when he he bowls over people he's violent i mean he he throws his body oh and that's why you, you know, love him it, <laughs> i know i know i love it but in a sense of fantasy though i mean he he gets injured quite a bit he and does. we've seen him you know through these years he he plays through injuries too but man the guy he violent dude he is. And he plays He's, with the violence. That's awesome. That's right. And he'll carry four people into the end zone. Like that's just what he's going to do. It's kind of Gronkian, to be honest. But a little uh, bit. And what and a Gronk dealt with a 
a whole lot of injuries towards the end of his career. So, I mean, I know we're only talking about, you know, redraft in one season here, but I mean, if you're given the choice between a Waller or a Kittle, you know, in a sense of who do you think will play more games this year, who would you think? Uh, Waller's probably going to play more games, but I don't know. I just think the, I think the ceiling for Kittle is higher in those games that he plays. And I like the offensive system a whole lot better in San Francisco as compared to Las Vegas because Gruden seems to be losing his mind. Uh, They did trade off there in Vegas a bunch of starters on their O-line. I don't like that for Derek Carr one bit. Um, If they do start getting the ball spread out more, then Waller's just not going to get as many looks as normal. And I'm going to trust the Shanahan system over the Gruden system. But my last little bit here, uh, last offseason, everybody was all about Kittle. He was regarded as the one to dethrone Kelsey. Um, And it seems like people have just forgotten that fact. And he's being almost left for dead, you know, from what Kittle should be at this point. Holy cow. All right. Well, there we go. I will agree with you. I do like the 49ers offense better than the Raiders offense. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it's that. that's one of my big things with Kittle there. I mean, you've got the, the good point that it is a little scary because now he's had a whole season of being injured, re-injured, and it, it makes you – leery of like oh is he injury prone and i don't know it's kind of the same thing people brought the same thing up with christian mccaffrey of he was hurt last year so oh man that means you know he's injury prone not really (laughs) he just had a year where he got hurt like it happens Mm -hmm. you know we kind of talked about this with the camara and the derrick henry comparison but you're with these early picks, you know, you can't win the draft, but you can definitely lose the draft. And for me, like I want, you know, I want to have the safest floor I can have with a good possibility at a high ceiling. You want to be as risk averse, in my opinion, in those first few rounds, because you don't want to get snake bitten with something. Yep. I've had leagues where I've lost my number two pick number one pick and number three pick before, not in the same team, but you know, to season ending injuries or something like that. And it's, it sucks. You don't really place very well in those years. Yeah, that is for sure. Absolutely. Uh, let's see who is going, being taken around uh, Kittle here. We got the likes of, well, we got Patrick Mahomes there at uh, 21. This is a one QB league that we're talking about here. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is right around George Kittle. Then A.J. Brown, J.K. Dobbins, Justin Jefferson, Darren Waller, Keenan Allen. So a lot of good names up in that range with Kittle and Waller. I guess it just more so is going to depend on whether you want to take that premium at the tight end spot because there's three that you know are just going to dominate. And Uh if you want to just take a guy – you don't necessarily want to spend a first or second round pick on them, but you want that tight end premium piece, and you just know you don't have to worry about tight end the rest of the season, barring injury, right? Then, you know, then you got to go with Kittle or Waller there. Um, if you're a wait on tight end person, 
then there's a whole bunch of names in this range that I would be happy to take over these guys. Yeah, definitely dependent upon how you want to set up your lineup. So, I mean, um, typically if you're if you go QB early, you you don't want to take probably one of these guys just because you're going to be behind the eight ball in the running back and wide receiver position, which are are for the most part used more in your fantasy lineups in the typical uh, lineups out there. So, um, you know, I, I'm not averse, or I'm not opposed to going either one of these guys as long as I get a good solid running back or wide receiver to kind of sandwich them in between. And uh, Kelsey's probably the the first one in oh, the first yeah. round to take if I was going to take anyone the first. These two guys don't take them before the second unless it's a tight end premium league. Yep, true that. All right. Well, that'll do it for Quick Hit Sasquatch Square Off number three. We got a few more we're bringing to you as I continue my journey to find the Squatch and wake him up from his hibernation. Hopefully the uh, the connection maintains here. It stayed on for us that time, Alex, so that's good. That's a good sign, but you got to keep going. you got to find him before the beginning of the season. Oh, I'm pushing on through, and uh, this little distraction helped stem my fear of the dark out here so anyway that'll do it follow us on social at chairman fantasy at fantasy squatch at find ff leagues oh yeah and uh, <laughs> i thought you were gonna say something there oh no I was also uh <laughs> rate and review us and follow us on all your podcast listening devices uh and uh, yeah throw us a nice review we appreciate it that's right. All right, I'm going to go sleep in the dirt and get up and go find Squatch. We'll see you. I'll set yourself a little fire there, you know. Make it, make a nice little campfire. Maybe a maybe a, a, a s'more to brighten your spirits. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do that. Just that. All right, we'll see you on the next one.